check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on We Are Calvin. Dot com after Cavan record an historic victory over Mayo in McHale Park in Castlebar. Delighted to be joined by the Anglo Celts Paul Fitzpatrick and of course Northern Sounds Michael Brennan. Although Michael Brennan is probably owned more by his woman than Northern Sound, but it's a uh, it's it's a it's a wonderful location, <laughs> Mickey. You know, coming up the road, not too many people would have thought that Cavan would come away against last year's beating all Ireland finalists. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose when we were coming down the road, we were saying we were, we might give Cavan a, a chance, you know, because Mayo, they're still not at full strength this year. Um, and I suppose that's something that you look at the Division 1 teams that have been there for years, year in, year out. The likes of your Dublins, your Kerrys, your Mayos. Um, they don't always have to have their full squad out in the league. They kind of gear themselves towards championship. But that's... Cavan put in an, a, a wonderful performance and I suppose the goal just before half time um, catapulted them towards this win yeah it was like the goal before half time was again I was I was saying during commentary Paul this idea of a ball in behind the defence with a kick pass it seems to be something that Cavan are trying week in week out lately yeah and it opened up a lot Damien I thought in that game as the game went on Cavan had more and more goal chances Darren McFeely had what looked a good goal to me and the Mayo fellas in the press box were all saying that that's a good goal and it was ruled out for pushing the back um, and the television replays showed I think that, that it should have been allowed uh, Mossy Core had a chance for the keeper was off his line and he went, he went for a messy job and he missed it only by a few inches so there were plenty of goal chances in it Mayo had a couple as well at the other end um, Garage pulled one off the line Martin Riley got a, a hand on one Fergal Riley cut one out that was in for Andy Moore but Cavan created the most goal chances I have to say the Mayo lads in the press box were saying all the way through the second half Cavan are the better team here um, and they were asking me, do you think Cavan will hold on? And I was saying, no, I don't. I, I think I've seen Cavan in this position too many times. It'll be they'll have to break new ground if they're to hold on now and, and actually close the show here. And they did it, which is brilliant. That's the most encouraging thing of all. That it's better actually to win it in that fashion than than to come down here and win it by seven or eight points because it would, it would look like um, Mayo were just very bad or whatever. Cavan had to grind it out. They had to win a tight game, and they did that. In, in emphatic fashion yeah and like it's something you've you've mentioned a number of times on the podcast that you know we haven't beaten the top four team we haven't beaten a big team in a long time we haven't won tight games this is possibly a day that we'll look back in time and say that's that's this this particular bunch of players coming of age hopefully yeah I hope I hope you're right it definitely has the look of that type of a game um, about it when the history of the season comes to be written or the, or the year it might go down as a defining game. You have to look back to the last time Cavan really won a match against the head. It was against Mead last year when they were seven points down at half time. And the surge of confidence Cavan got after that um, quickly built up ahead of steam. And the momentum carried them all the way to Crow Park last year. They won five games in a row after that, or yeah. four games in a row after that. So, so like the, the sky's the limit for Cavan after this win. Yeah, Mickey, looking at the, at the game itself, we've, we've seen in the last few games discipline being a problem. Cavan fouling too much. But I make it that. 
they only Mayo only had four scoreable frees in the in the entire game. So defensively, Cavan were very very good. Yeah, they were absolutely excellent. They got numbers back. They got men around the players on the ball and whatever. I suppose the referee as well, different referee today. He he could have called frees where or certain referees might have called frees at, at, at other times. There was a couple of instances there where like it seemed to be the rub of the green was going with Mayo. Like there was a push in the back on. The by um, Andy, Morn. Andy Morn there um, to set up a score for, for, for Mayo in the second half and and then you, you mentioned it already that Darren McVitie one like I was watching that whole play and McVitie had his hands up behind the defender the whole time never had his hands down so he couldn't have pushed so what he was doing was standing his ground <clears throat> And um, it was probably be a bad call by the referee on that one. But defensively, Cavan were sound. You know, they stripped Mayo of possession so many times and broke at pace. And when you've got the likes of Martin Riley, Connor Miner, um, Jerry Smith, Garrod McKiernan breaking out of a defence, Darren McVitie breaking out of defence, you know, like, and, and the way Mayo set themselves up today, it really suited the style of football that Cavan play but you can't take anything away from these lads Like that was a, a magnificent display and to get that goal just before half time and the manner in which that goal was scored the ball by Martin Riley across to Darren McVitie McVitie falling to the ground lifts it up to Jerry Smith Jerry Smith laying it off really quickly quick hands off to Garode Garode very calm as well went on to the right turned back on to the left as he uh, uh, showed the, yeah he gave the goalkeeper the dummy and then just skyrocketed into the roof of the net like it was it was absolutely brilliant and, and as you've already pointed out Paul as well to win it in that fashion a tight game um, which Cavan haven't done in a while and to do it against one of the top teams in the country it's you know it, it bodes well for, for the coming weeks of Cavan yeah, talking about Garold McKiernan there, and I spoke to him after the game. We'll be um, posting that interview during the week and on some of the podcasts. But I was saying to him, you know, one goal in five, your, his, his point from 65 metre line was absolutely sublime. But he says he's still not quite at full fitness. Well, if there's more to come from Garold, I don't know where he's going to go because that was a brilliant performance oh, by the big man from Zonabar. Brilliant performance there. I mean, he was man of the match with TG Cahar, and I, I think most people would have given him man of the match. Absolutely phenomenal, brilliant. I, I, he has shown glimpses of it so far, but but no more than any fella coming back from fitness. He can only play in fits and starts because your recovery's not there in a game. But today he was able to do it for an hour uh, or seventy minutes, like, and he was he was absolutely phenomenal. He was everywhere. Um, another man who deserves a good mention is Darren McVitie. Mm. Like he was absolutely brilliant. I thought it's a pity that goal wasn't allowed, but like he he came and kicked the point straight after that. He kicked a couple of points in the first half, and it's it's like a to use a metaphor. It's like a tradesman. If you don't have all the tools in your set, you have to improvise. Cavan don't, are are short on scoring forwards inside, but they're improvising. They're turning McVitie into a scoring forward, and when he went into the close to the goals there in the second half, like he looked like a natural inside forward, and he's shown a few glimpses of that now in the league um, against Donegal. It was the same. I think McVitie inside is an exciting thing. Not no, he floats in and out, but when you get him in close to goal, I think he's he's an exciting, exciting prospect in there as well. It's funny I spoke to him after the Donegal game, and he was bitterly disappointed. But I was saying about the one positive was you look good on the inside. He said, "Well, look at, I have to improve on my shooting if uh, if I'm going to get that." I think he had one wide maybe in the first half uh, and one drop short, but he scored three points from his. 
five chances on goal like it's it's a damn good return Mickey it is it's a great return and, and, and that's been the problem with Cavan over the last couple of years is their um, score to shot ratio um, but just to bring it back there as well to Garode just very quickly I was talking to Rob Murphy from um, the Mayo News after the game and he was speaking about Garode and he was saying he's absolutely phenomenal and he couldn't speak highly about him so you know we know what Garode is like and maybe we're a little bit biased towards him or whatever but like when you hear people from out of the county speaking about him and, and, and especially the way Rob Murphy spoke about him there um, you, you just kind of realise whoa this this guy is one of the top players in the country on his day and you know if he's if as you said if he's not at full fitness yet and does get back to full fitness like there's no the sky's the limit for that man yeah you really have a young Mickey Brennan circa circa 2005 He's nothing like a young Mickey Brennan, thank God for him. No, look, go for Yeah, well, he has plenty of time to, to, to get there, Damien, so he does. You know, he's nearly like an old Mickey Brennan from last year. Yeah, Speaking, he's, he's taking singing lessons, I think, so he's catching up. Speaking of, of lads that, that were impressive, Amanda, you'd be delighted, Paul, come on and done very well. Joe Dillon. Well, Damien, you know me, I don't like to blow my own trumpet. Okay, well, then we cut to that. So, <laughs> so I'll, I'll talk with Joe then. Joe Dillon, I, I, I said it on, on your podcast a couple of weeks ago, Damien, that Joe Dillon... Um, was a player that I was wondering why he wasn't getting more of a chance because he's a brilliant footballer. Like he's got the, he's got everything you need for for the modern game. He's so strong. He's mobile, fast, hands like glue. Very like Andy Moran. He'd remind you of Andy Moran. Like, yeah, he's physically like. probably up, stronger upper body, but he is like Andy Moran. Andy Moran's movement is probably a little bit better than, than Joe at hmm. this stage. I think Andy has nearly improved as the years have gone on. Joe has, has just finding his feet at the county level. But the point he got, like it was one of the ones that raised the roof off the stand where the cabin people were because it was. It was an old style, um, a huge punt up the field by Raymond Gadigan. The ball came over Dylan's head and he contested with his man, won it, which was great. But to, to turn inside, even to win the ball at that stage, mm. was, it was like, Crucial. great, we can hold on to this ball now and they were not going to go up and score. But he just said, no, I'm going to go inside and fire it over at the left foot. I mean, that's class. Why not call into Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Ross Bar, College Street in Cavan Town? The Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop into Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 43 3011. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. Another few good performances to mention. I thought that when when you look at Niall or uh, Niall Clerken actually had a very good game today, but Connor Madden again, he's growing and growing with every single game he plays, Mickey. Yeah, I, I, what I love about him is he comes out and wins his own ball and he rarely gives it away. And as soon as he gives it, he's gone again. And, you know, he's really grown into that team. And he probably ran out of a little bit of steam there towards the end. But that was because of his work rate. He was playing full forward, but he was up and down that pitch. So mm. he wasn't. He was absolutely magnificent, I thought. And, uh, you know, you look around, the likes of Martin Riley, Connor Miner had fantastic games today. And if you had Connor Miner and, and Martin Riley kicking ball into your full forward the whole time, your full forward line, you know, that'd be that'd be exceptional. Well, mine, mine is as good a foot passer as there is in the game. Yeah. I've yet to see a better foot passer than mine. Like, there's a couple of limitations to his game. He's not a natural athlete like like Martin Riley or Jerry Smith. 
like he, he's, he's not a speed not, yeah he's not there. a speed merchant but he makes up for it with his vision ah his vision his use of the ball like he's a great soccer player and that's probably from the soccer as well that he can pick out a pass he's absolutely brilliant with the ball in his hand there's nobody better and Mikhail Park suited Cavan today because it, the, the sod looked like it was good there was great bounce to the ball but there was space there was lots of space to kick the ball into and you've played on the inside it's a brilliant return Oh, it is phenomenal. Whichever way you want to take out a, a, a one fourteen, it's a brilliant return. Oh, defender or a forward loves to come onto the end of an attack or start an attack, break past a, a, a defender or a forward, be it uh, the man that's marking him, and then drive forward, lay the ball off, and then hold back and come back in for for, mm. for for the attack. And it just suits him so much better. Midfield, like in fairness to our midfield today, Mossy Cor and Garob McKiernan did very well. Um, Mossy one seven between them. Yeah, you know Mossy two points in the second half, and uh, again a workman like performance. And again, it's horses for courses. I think now they realise that. Killian needs to stay at centre back, you know. Um, and if Killian stays at centre back, that means you've got uh, Connor Miner on one side of him, Martin Riley maybe on the other side of him. You know, two fellas that can deliver ball. They they all like to get up and, and join the attack. You know, like it, you you have to play your players in the right positions, and Cavan seem to be doing that now. Yeah, uh, we should definitely give a special mention to Killian Clark because while he was on on the ball plenty, he marked Killian O'Connor, who's mm-hmm. one of the top players in the country. Scoreless, held him scoreless, and uh, the the Mayo people in the press box were saying they've never seen a game where Killian O'Connor has has contributed so little from from open play. Like his free taking wasn't was off colour today. That can happen, but the fact that he he contributed so little from play but it's because Killian Clark was never uh, away from within arm's reach of him for the whole game because like, yeah. he's such a good athlete that he was able to do that for the 70 so again like that, that's a matchup that Kevin got spot on well, you have to hand it to them when you, give, when you give a player a defender's jersey he's a defender you know so Killian Clark knew today he had to defend he had to mark Killian uh, O'Connor you give him a midfielder's jersey, he probably thinks he needs to join the attack and get scores the whole time and maybe he doesn't have to be as tight on the man that he's marking so I, I just think that you know, they have to play Killian at centre-back, play him in his position, and the position that he's most naturally uh, natural at playing in. Yeah, it was definitely evident that the management are getting to know the players a bit more now and getting to pick them in their best positions. And just the, the team, it looked like, as you said earlier on, Paul, the system is a little bit more obvious what they're trying to do. Lads look a little bit more comfortable in positions. It's It's... It's coming together right, hopefully at the right time. Yeah, it's coming together at the right time, we hope. And um, we've got Kerry to come now. That's going to be a huge crowd in, in, in Breffley Park for that one. That's going to be Kingspan, Breffley Park. 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 There's going to be a serious crowd in in, uh, in, in Cavan for that one. And the week after that, we've got Roscommon. If Cavan can get anything from the Kerry game, we go to Roscommon knowing in that hope. we can stay up. If Mayo lose the next game and Cavan beat Roscommon and they're they're at the bottom, they've nothing to play for. I think Kerry or Roscommon are effectively relegated. Um, I think if Mayo lose the next game, Cavan can can beat Roscommon and stay in that division. What a, a achievement that would be in the first year with a new manager. Yeah. Again, speaking to the Mayo people after the game, they've got Tyrone and Donegal in their last two games. I think it's Donegal then Tyrone. No easy points there for them at all, and they don't. They, the Mayo supporters don't expect to win either of those games. So if Cavan can get a result against Roscommon the last day, and if Mayo were to lose their last two games, Cavan would stay up in Division One without having to beat Kerry or get a result against Kerry because of the head-to-head. So like, it's a massive incentive. They're kind of playing with uh, uh, no pressure on them now against Kerry. 
you know, um, knowing that they still have a great chance on the last day if they beat um, uh, Roscommon. So Calvin have put themselves into a great position and it, it's it's in their own hands now. Yeah, it is, absolutely. Well, thanks very much for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast.